Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of the SQ Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Steve Sales, joined today by uh, number one fan of the podcast, very esteemed guest, Danny Melvin. Danny, how's it going? Steve, it's a pleasure to be on here, of course. Big honor. Just glad you uh, invited me on. We're, we're glad to have you. So uh, I, I have a special announcement to make for the podcast. So Danny and I are going to be doing a segment each week where um, we're going to be uh, watching two games. I think uh, we said probably the, like two of the primetime games. And we're going to talk about them each week and then just like some of the broader NFL stories. So we're going to hopefully be able to do that pretty much every single week of the season. And uh, we're really excited. It's going to be fun. A lot of uh, good analysis will be going on. Fun times will be had. It'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah, I, you have all, all season to craft your hot takes for when you're <laughs> ready to pull them out. So today what we're going to do is we're going to do, as I always do, my annual uh, NFL over under thing where I pull from some random website a list of odds. And then we just use that to kind of talk about every single team in this, uh, the league. And then we'll give our uh, playoff predictions. And then maybe we'll do some quick stuff about some of the quarterbacks at the end. So here we go. We're going to dive in. Um, I'm going to start with uh, the AFC South. So I've written these all down here. Uh, so the Texans, by the way, we got all these uh, odds from Vegas Insider. Uh, so, you know, in case you were wondering about the legitimacy of these odds, that's, that's where <laughs> we got them from. I didn't just make these up. Uh, the Texans at four wins. I took the under. Uh, I have written down just three dots and that's, that's about all I have to say on the Texans at the moment. Is there anything more to add about them? No, like they're obviously going under. Um, they have like, who, who's their quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Absolute bum at quarterback. And obviously like if I, if they win two games, that's a win for them this season. Yep. They, the way they've been treating Deshaun Watson and how it's just going, he's not going to play for them ever again. So yeah, they're they're a total mess. They have no one. Running back situation is a mess. Wide receiver situation is a mess. So good luck to the Texans this year. Yeah, Texans fans, uh, hang in there. We're we're all cheering for you to make it through the season. Um, I should also point out, by the way, just to uh, the average listener, that uh, the NFL is expanding to 17 games this year instead of 16. So some of these win totals may seem a little inflated. Like you're going to see a lot more nine and like 10 win lines. And you're going to be like, oh, that seems high. And it's like, that's just because everyone's getting like a, essentially an extra game bump. And I also just as a rule of thumb, like I assume that everyone is healthy going into the season, unless there's like very specific cases of like very injury prone players who I will then like expound upon. But generally, like I'm just going under the assumption that everyone's healthy for the rest of the season. Uh, all right, Jaguars, six and a half. I took the under. I had mixed feelings in this one because I do like Trevor Lawrence, but their O-line is very mediocre, and their team still has a lot of question marks. They're going to be throwing the ball locks. Their secondary outside of Shaquille Griffin is pretty questionable. And frankly, I'm just not a big urban guy when he does not have, like, an overwhelming talent advantage against pretty much every TV place, like in Ohio State. So, Am I, am I being too harsh on the Jaguars at the moment? No, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be more harsh. I think, obviously, they go under. I mean, they won one game last year. So, Urban Meyer is not going to change anything. He's a college coach. He always will be a college coach. He, like, NFL coaches are just different. And these aren't kids. These are grown men. And you kind of have to change your coaching style. 
And I don't really think Urban Meyer is going to be able to do that. And at the same time, I also don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good season, like just offensive line wise. And then talent wise around his team. I like DJ Chark. He's their best wide receiver, but LaVisca is, I, I consider overrated. And I also consider losing Travis Etienne is a big loss. Um, so like, I, it's like when he's out for the season, I don't really see a, like any positives for the Jaguars other than getting Trevor Lawrence some experience. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I do like some of their weapons. Like I, in theory, I think ETN in the future is not bad. James Robinson, we know is pretty good. I like DJ Chark. I think I seemingly, I like, um, you literally just LaVisca a little bit more than you do, but at the same time, they're also really young. So like, it's just like, they're not ready to win now. I, here's another line for you that I'm going to give over under two and a half seasons before urban Meyer retires with a health issue. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to say he's retiring with a health issue. I'm going to say he lasts a year, if not less. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This team is going to be terrible and urban Meyer is going to be a problem with the locker room. And I think we can see that this year when they start losing, if they, if they win games, then he's going to be just fine. But if they, they lose right away, then they're done for. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. It'll be fascinating to watch. I'm I'm so curious. Um, Okay. Next. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Colts at nine. I took the under and I feel like for the last few years, I have been as big a proponent of the Colts as anybody, but we've gotten to this point where them where I'm just getting a little nervous because I like Carson Wentz and I genuinely believe that this was like a place that he could be rehabilitated. But with all of their injury troubles and the COVID problems that they have had and are expected to potentially have in the future this season, like there's just going to be a little too much inconsistency there for me. Uh, Feel free to, you look like you kind of want to jump in a little bit. I I was, you're right, because I was going to say over, but now I'm like, I'm thinking over. I think they hit the nine wins. I think it's a push, honestly, because yes, they have a good team and they, they went 11 and five last year and it's an extended season. So like maybe they could win 12 games, but I personally think nine is perfect because the, this is a good team, but at the same time, COVID is going to kill them. And Carson Wentz has already had problems like in the entire preseason. He had, what was it? His, he had like, foot uh, surgery. Hip? What was it? He had foot surgery. Yeah. Foot. I was going to say foot surgery. And then and COVID. COVID. Yep. So, well, like, no, and that's the thing though. He doesn't even have COVID. He was just a close contact. He can still get COVID. Exactly. Season. Exactly. So he's like, he's not vaccinated clearly. So that's just a big issue for me. And I, I think if Carson Wentz performs, which he probably will, but that that's why they win games. But other than that, they're not going to win as many games as people think. Right. Well, and I think uh, part of it too. So I've already talked about, there's a couple of injuries on along the offensive line, Quentin Nelson, all had the exact same foot surgery that Carson Wentz did and is also on the COVID list currently. Hmm. Um, Their left tackle, whose name escapes me at the moment, also has had some injury issues. Uh, They have, now that TY is gone for at least the first couple of weeks, they have like zero wide receivers at all. Pittman. They have Pittman and the corpse of Paris Campbell. And that's about all I got. Their wide receivers are terrible. Their tight ends are you know, Mo and Mo Ali Cox is fine. And that's about the nicest compliment I can give Mo Ali Cox. What about Jack Doyle? 
uh, it's not 2016 anymore. It's Andrew Luck time. loved Jack Doyle. Andrew Luck did love some Jack Doyle. That was a, that was a weird year. Um, and then they have like zero defensive ends now too. Like they just like, they have some pretty glaring holes on this roster. And I feel like if you want Carson Wentz to be, look closer to the person that like, I think you and I both believe he can be like, there's too many question marks. Like you can't have the defense not putting him in favorable positions and the O-line potentially breaking down and having no weapons to throw to. I agree. It's like, like the, I think that their run game and the, could be strong and their front seven outside of the DNs can be pretty stout, but I just think there's a couple things here and there that are going to hold them back and it's going to bite them. Well, the do you think fantasy wise, Jonathan Taylor is going to be a liability? Not necessarily. Cause I would imagine he'll still get a bunch of carries. I don't think Naheem Hines is going to be a threat to anybody in terms of volume. Well, yeah. I mean, but it's just, they're going to be in such poor position all the time. Like, do you think Jonathan Taylor will perform? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I think he will. Cause I think he's a good back. And again, this O-line in theory can be healthy at some point this season. Like I think he'll be okay. Do I think he'll necessarily be like, what are people think, like expecting like seventh or sixth best running back in fantasy right now? Maybe not that, but like solid, I would say. Yeah, no, if for the Colts, if they stay healthy, they'll be a good team. But if they're all over the place with COVID and injuries, yeah, then they're done for. Some bad vibes going around for me right now in the Colts. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then we have the Titans uh, also at nine. I took the over. Not even like I, I have some issues with how the Titans are currently constructed, namely that like their secondary is completely different, but that doesn't mean it's better. Like you got rid of Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, and Adoree Jackson. And you replace them with Caleb Farley, who like does not have a back to my knowledge, like a functioning back. Uh, then hold on, I'm trying. I'm pulling up the roster right now. I forgot the who else they've got currently. Uh, then you have um, Jack Rabbit Jenkins and Christian Fulton. How many of those guys do you know, Danny? I don't know a single one of those guys, which means it's a weak weak secondary yeah so it's kevin byard and essentially nobody else back there which is you know just that's what you want in a secondary but uh i do however think that their three wide receivers are gonna they're about as good as anybody else's receivers right now in the league and it's just it's going to work really well with play action i just i just don't see how it doesn't at this point like you have Julio, AJ Brown, and Josh Reynolds, like all coming off of Derrick Henry play action deep balls. Like it, I just don't see how that's not at least a a division winning formula, given how you and I seem to regard the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, obviously they go over. You can chalk me in for that, but Julio Jones is an overrated wide receiver, so it's going to be the AJ Brown show, and Julio just needs to stay healthy. Right. Can I, can I sell you on the fact that he doesn't need to be old Julio. He just needs to be like 75% of old Julio while being the second receiver to AJ Brown. Yeah. He just like, personally, he just needs to stay healthy and he hasn't really right. done that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I do. Part of me, there's a tiny voice in the back of my head that worries about Derek Henry. Cause this is now his second season of over 300 carries we're kind of getting into DeMarco Murray territory where that's just hmm. like, you're just going to die very randomly. But at the end of the day, I think him not getting a ton of carries early enough in his career probably helps a little bit to the point where like, again, I think with the, the weaker division that like, they'll be fine. 
Anything else to add on them or you're good? I mean, yeah, they're going to dominate the AFC South. And Derrick Henry is just an athletic powerhouse. So I think he'll stay healthy this year. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the AFC East. We have uh, the Jets at six. I took the under. I don't think it'll be – I think it'll be pretty close. Shout out to Vegas Insider. I actually felt like they had really good lines. I was, I was kind of sweating over some of these picks. They are Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so I personally am a big fan of Robert Sala as their new head coach. And Me too. they just – he seems like a guy that will get his players to compete, like, all season. And there will be a couple games where, like, people are like, I just don't really want to play the Jets right now. Like, I don't want to have to scrap this hard against a team that really still is – bereft of most talent um they're already down carl lawson and you know zach wilson's a rookie quarterback who will have a lot on his shoulders so uh, there's definitely there's a very definite ceiling on how this team can compete this year but i think that again they'll just compete hard and they'll have enough flashes with like Corey davis that they'll win a couple games that they probably shouldn't this this is a five-win team if you've ever seen one zach wilson I, I honestly, I think you'll realize a theme with when we go through all these teams is that I don't think a single rookie quarterback is good. And I think <laughs> Zach Wilson is part of that. Uh, and I think he's overrated. And I think the Jets will be like Jets fans will be turning against him by like midseason. So I'm excited to see how they how they play. But I think they don't they don't go over six. So, Danny, yeah, they're a five win team. Danny hates rookies confirmed. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins nine and a half under. What do you got? Oh, that means tough. I would say over. Honestly, this is a really? playoff team. Yeah, this is a playoff team. Okay, give me give me some reasoning here, or do you want me to go? Uh, I mean, other like personally, two is a bad quarterback, and that might be why like people think under. But this team is loaded at wide receiver, and Miles Gaskin is a good running back. People don't really think. Miles like or talk about Miles Gaskin, but he was sneaky good last like it's the last second half of the year, and their defense is good too. Like there's really no reason why the Miami can't beat up on the Jets and the Patriots and sneak into the wild card. Okay, all right. Well, so I guess that probably also depends on your opinion of the Patriots. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> now I took the under. I think that they're probably going to be like around 500. I think they'll be pretty close to making the playoffs, but I, I think like nine wins is good for them just because I'm not a huge Tua fan. And my issue kind of stems with uh, their offensive line was without a doubt their weakest link last year. And it's going to be that the same thing again this year. And I thought part of what made Ryan Fitzpatrick so successful, at least in the eyes of us, the fans compared to Tua last year was that like, he was willing to just take some of these ridiculous risks that Tua was never going to be able to do, but you have to take behind an offensive line like that. I mean, like we saw the play against the Raiders last year where, you know, his helmet was 90 degrees the wrong way on his face and he was still throwing the ball 40 yards down the field. And <laughs> Tua, just, Tua just won't do something like that. And their offense is so predicated on, like when you have Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller and Devontae Parker, like you can't not throw the ball vertically down the field consistently. And I just, I'm a little hesitant to say with confidence that Tua will do something like that with the offensive line given to him. I, I agree because like, this is a, this is going to be a very good offensive team, but is Tua the right quarterback for this team? I don't think so. And I just think, and again, we're going to talk about them next, but I think just the division overall is better. Like I think the Jets 
in theory, shouldn't be a two-win team. And the Patriots, I believe, are going to be significantly better than they were last year. So I just don't know if you're going to be able to go 4-0 and against those guys this year like you did last year. You're shaking your head. I know. I know. I know. So speaking of which, we're going to talk about the Patriots now at nine and a half. <laughs> I'm taking the over. I'm going to go on like a little two-minute thing here because this has been, you know, I've been thinking about this for a lot. This team, let's throw Mac Jones out of the equation for now. We'll get there. He'll be the last thing we talk about. This team, if you look at it without the quarterback position, is really, really good. The front seven is ridiculous. They actually have more than one linebacker. Actually, they had zero linebackers this year. You get Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy back. You have Matthew Judon coming off of the edge. You have Josh Uche coming off of the edge. You have Henry Anderson, uh, Devon Godshow, and Christian Barmore in the middle. Again, you have all the linebackers coming back. Uh, the front seven is going to be ridiculous. They can be they can blitz from essentially anywhere and get pressure, which they couldn't do last year at all. They have a good run defense. The defense is going to be good. I think without Gilmore, the secondary is going to be a little bit shaky, but the pass rush is going to be so much better than it was last year. It won't really matter, at least for unless you're playing Tom Brady, which they will. But again, it's fine. Offensively, their offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the league. It's really, really good. Like, really good. I don't know what else I have to say about that. Damian Harris, very solid running back. Very, very solid. J.J. Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, James White, also very solid. Great core. And then you go to the weapons. And I understand that Nelson Aguilar or Hunter Henry individually, they're not scaring anybody. Like, nobody's losing sleep over Nelson Aguilar or Hunter Henry. But when you consider the fact that you have Nelson Aguilar outside, Jacoby Myers in the slot, and Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne occasionally, you can't stop all of those guys at the same time on a consistent basis. You're just not going to be able to do it. You can get the ball to Jacoby Myers and Jonu Smith in space. You can do possession catches with Hunter Henry, and then you do these deep play action passes to Nelson Aguilar. It's a very QB-friendly system, which is why I'm now going to get to the point that Mac Jones, like, it's the perfect situation for him. There is going to be very little asked of him. It's going to be a very run-heavy offense, that will allow him to just play to his strengths of timing throws with the occasional deep shot. And it's going to be so much better than cam ever could have run it that like, they're going to be good. I'm not saying they're going to be super bowl contenders. They're not, they have a rookie quarterback. He's going to make mistakes, but this is without a doubt, a playoff team that will be able to take advantage of a lot of the, the games that uh, they could not take advantage of last year. You've been shaking your head this whole time. You seem very disappointed. Uh, you totally nerded out of the Patriots. And I have to say, that I, I agree with half of what you're saying, but I also strongly disagree with half of what you're saying because their defense is good. They're, they're good defense, but they're not insane. Okay. Like they're not a great defense. Oh dude, this is going to be a really solid defense. No, you're overhyping their defense. Um, what's it called? Also their offensive line. I agree. Probably top, top 10, top seven offensive line in the league. So obviously that's going to be great for Mac Jones. But once again, it's Mac Jones with a terrible wide receiver court. Like Hunter Henry, he put up numbers in L.A., but it's not like he's a great tight end. And then Johnny Smith had probably one or two good seasons with Tennessee before he went to New England, and he just doesn't do it for me. So I, I look at Mac Jones' options, and, yeah, he's going to have all the time in the world, but he still is a rookie quarterback against really good defenses, especially with the Bills and the Jets, and the Dolphins. Like, it's just going to be tough for him. And I don't see the Patriots going over nine wins. I'm sorry. 
they're 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 going to be decent, but they're just going to have the same season like they had last year. Oh like, no, 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 no! Yeah, dude, think about it. They went seven and nine with a roster that is significantly less talented than it is now, and Cam Newton was their quarterback. They went. Seven Cam was and nine. terrible. Cam was bad. Like I honestly can't believe the Patriots did go seven and nine last year because that that team was laughable and just sad. They got the goat coach. <laughs> all right, you know what, though, we're, that's fine. We can move on. It's all right. Everything's okay. Yeah, Mac, if Mac Jones turns into Tom Brady, congrats. But right now, he's not Tom Brady. We're back. We're back. Okay. Uh, Bills, 11, over. Uh, not a lot to say about the Bills. They're pretty much the same team that they were last year, I feel like, with the exception of, like, I do think there is a chance – People are going to get – there are certain people that are going to get very mad that I'm even bringing this up. But <laughs> there is a chance that the Bills might see some offensive regression considering Josh Allen improved mightily this 2020 compared to 2019. But you do have to consider you were playing in games where there were no fans at the away games and defenses had no offseason to really gel together, and that was reflected by offensive – efficiency and everything being dramatically drastically shattered at the start of the season i still think josh allen's very good i'm not saying he's going to be terrible i'm just saying you can probably expect their offense to be a little bit worse than it was last year That's all i'm saying but they're still going to be very good team has no real holes other than running back they should do just fine uh i would say that's fair but at the same time like josh allen's still gonna be josh allen he's a good quarterback and also, I would say their defense is going to be weak this year, if you ask me, which makes me worried about them. And, yes, they're a great team, and obviously they're going to go over, but their defense scares me a little bit. I just I don't think it's the same as it has been in the past, and I think we see regression there instead of really seeing regression in the offense. Obviously, they, like, you can't do what they did last year. That was kind of like, a, like an outlier, but they're still going to do well. But at the same time, I think we see a drop-off in the offense and we see a bigger drop-off in the defense. So it, it makes me worried about them. But I still think they win the division and they go far. Yeah, I mean, their defense is certainly in some spots getting a little bit older. You got guys like Jerry Hughes that are probably, they're closer to out of the league than in the league. Um, but, yeah, like we said, you know, good team. They'll be fine. Uh, all right, so that's the AFC East. Next, uh, I had stuff for the AFC North. So first team up, Bengals, six and a half. I said over, but by over, I mean like seven wins, like nothing dramatic. I I really like Bo, Joe Burrow. This is a very pro Joe Burrow podcast. Um, I do think he's probably going to struggle a little bit out of the gates just because, you know, we've seen with some of these guys like Tom Brady or someone like coming back from a significant leg injury, like it can take a little few games to get comfortable. Uh, but their O-line has gone from absolutely terrible to below average, like adding Riley Rife and getting Jonah Williams back. Like it's not an ideal offensive line, certainly, but it's good enough where he's not going to be like running for his life every single play. Uh, I find their a secondary and defensive line to be very underrated. I'm a big fan of uh, Chidobe Awuzie and um, Trey Waynes. And then their D-line, uh, Sam Hubbard's very solid. And I just like a couple of these other guys that they have. Um, 
I certainly don't think that they're again going to be amazing with Burrow, you know, being coming back from everything. And they're still like a pretty young team, but I think they can they can get a couple of decent wins once Burrow finally kind of hits his stride. And I actually think that Jamar Chase is going to be good in spite of all these drops that he's had in the preseason. That's what happens when you don't play football for over a year. So yeah, I I in theory like them relative to where they're being slotted at. I think they go over if Joe Burrow is healthy the entire season, but I don't think he stays healthy the entire season, nor do I think he'll ever be the same Joe Burrow ever again, sadly, which I hate to say, but I think they go under because he's probably going to get hurt and he's probably going to take a little bit to recover, like just get game more, more game experience and get more like comfortable with his leg. I'm just worried about him. Like he, he's just the way he plays. You need to have strong knees. Like just that, the like his just his play style is just. You need it's, it requires like, mobility. Yeah, exactly. Like he he's a scrambler, but at the same time he's a pocket passer, which is why he's so fun to watch. And I I like ah I I I feel so bad for Joe Burrow fans, and I know my former coworker John Michael. He's a huge Joe Burrow fan. Shout out John Michael. Now he's a Bengals fan. Yeah, shout out John Michael. Um, I like I like I said to him, like I wish Joe Burrow stayed healthy, but now I don't know anymore. I, I just feel so bad. But Jamar Chase has disappointed me. I thought he was going to be a really good wide receiver, and his drops are scary. I mean, very scary. I just feel like we should pump the brakes, like considering he hasn't even like played a game yet. He's played three preseason games and he's played terrible and he's a terrible in camp. He's had like two months. Also, he's had 12 months to prepare for the NFL season because he sat out and he has shown that he wasn't trying. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I would, I would prove that. Sorry, you go. I would just counter with when you don't play for a year, you can never really do anything to make up for the game speed and how you feel playing in front of a crowd and everything. Like it's just going to, it's going to be an adjustment. I think It'll take I don't know. Time. Like if you can't catch a ball in practice, then you can't catch a ball in a game, you know, and, that, and, and that's a reason it's locking you up. Then there's a problem. You're not, you're not incorrect. You're not incorrect. Like, but, sorry, no, 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 Henry no, Ruggs. No. I'll, I'll say this. Henry Ruggs is a good wide receiver and he has insane pace. But his problem is, even with his speed, he can't find separation to the point where he can catch the ball comfortably. And this could be a Jamar Chase situation where he has insane talent and he's really good. But if he can't get open, then he's going to be the third wide receiver on this team because T. Higgins is my favorite wide receiver on this team and a proven good wide receiver. And Tyler Boyd is also a proven good pass catcher in the slot. So I like Jamar Chase has options around him where they're like Joe Burrow is going to be able to find other people. And then maybe separation opens up for Jamar Chase. But right now I think he's the third wide receiver on this team and he needs to drastically improve in the next five weeks because I'm really worried for him. Oh, I should have clarified. Yeah. I'm operating under the assumption that he's their number three receiver, not their number one receiver. I should have made, I should have said that. Um, I, I like the idea of I, as someone who quite likes T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, like I think Jamar chase being the number three receiver. I think that's a good recipe for success on your offense, having those three. And then you have Joe Mixon, like that's a pretty good group of guys to be thrown to in theory, not even discounting Jamar chase. I, I think Joe Mixon is going to have a big year. I'm excited for him. 
Yeah, he should be good. Um, all right, so we'll go to the Steelers. Eight and a half. What do you got? Under. They suck. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, to give a, a little more nuanced discussion here, I'm going to go with over. But, like, by over, I mean eight or nine – or, like, nine wins. Not, not anything ridiculous. Like, not playoff team. Uh, they have – their front seven is, you know, very well documented how good that is. And they have way too much skill position talent for a team that's not going to be great on offense this year. But their O-line, much in the same way that I said Tennessee secondary, is different but not any better. The Steelers' offensive line is also different but not any better. I'm going to pull it up again really quickly. Um, like I was just looking at, like, you know, you see people talking about it and they're like, oh man, like it's going to be so much better. And so their offensive line currently is, uh, Chukuma Okorafor, Kevin Dotson, JC Hassenhauser, Tri Turner, who was terrible last year. And Zach Banner, who is a fullback turned right tackle. In what universe is that like anything, but maybe marginally better than last year's offensive line? Uh, it's probably worse. Yeah, exactly. So Big Ben is going to be, not that I even necessarily have a problem with Big Ben, but he's going to be throwing the ball in like one and a half seconds again because he's not going to have any time to do it. He's going to completely neuter Juju beyond anything but a slot receiver. And they have one functional cornerback. They have Joe Hayden. They literally don't have any other cornerbacks that can do anything. So and is co- Joe Hayden even that good anymore? He's not a number one corner, but he's, he's a fine corner, like fine. But when he's your only corner, issue. So they're going to be behind a lot, and then they're going to have to keep throwing the ball, but they can't throw it deep because Big Ben's going to have no time. So this defense will keep them in a couple games. I like Najee, but there's just too many, like, major flaws on this team for them to be a playoff team, I think. I don't even like Najee. I think Big Ben is a walking hospital bed. Um, (laughs) Najee maybe has a good season, but – I don't think so. I don't think Najee will be particularly efficient, but I think he'll have a lot of volume. Like he, people, I think he's a lot of over. He's overhyped right now in fantasy leagues. Well, I, I don't think he's a bad fantasy prospect. Because again, there's just like there's no competition for him. Like any rushing attempts will go to him, but like there are going to be people at the end of the season that are much more complimentary of him than they probably should be, just because he scored a bunch of points in fantasy. Like it'll be, yeah. it'll be an inefficient year for him. Yeah, I agree. I I just don't like their wide receiver core like juju is not good like like ever oh. since the tiktoks ever oh since the tiktoks i've just on. lost all respect for juju oh my god you think juju's a good wide receiver he had 150 yards and a touchdown in his last playoff game he's still a bad wide receiver dude like he's no he's just, not oh my he's Lord. not good Come on. he got lit up by the bengals um also Big Ben is not going to stay healthy once again. Like, this is – he's close to retiring. He might as well. And then Chase Claypool, overrated. He's an overweighted – overrated. How dare you? How dare you? I know you're a big Notre Dame guy. I understand. Notre Dame grad. Ten tutties. Ten. Dude, he had, like, four in, a, four in one game. Like, that is such a big – This is awesome. Drastic change. And then who else? Deontay Johnson, overrated. He's just part of the system. That's it. Admittedly, he has no hands, but yeah. Uh, okay. So you evidently do not like the Steelers. I don't even like the Steelers. You're somehow making me defend the Steelers, which I don't love. 
Yeah, I don't know why you're doing that. Like this, this team going under it, and I think they're gonna go under, like sadly. Oh like man. With the, yeah, it's not gonna go well. All right. So next, we're gonna go with the Ravens. Eleven. I took the over just because, again, with um, they went eleven and five last year, and I think this team will be pretty similar to last year's. So just bump them up to like twelve wins, you know. Um. I think in theory, uh, their offense can be a little bit better. Like I don't love Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman as like your one and two options, but like, again, they're probably better than Marquise Brown and Willie Sneed marginally at the very least. Um, And then um, I know Terrence Marshall's hurt. Marquise Brown's fine. Whatever. They'll be fine. Like offense again, same thing. I don't really expect any major changes. Defense. Uh, losing Judon hurts is now the second year in a row. They've lost like a premier pass rusher. They've had him and Zedaria Smith are both gone, but I mean, it's a wink Martindale defense. They'll figure out how to get enough pressure and their secondary is ridiculous. So I, there's nothing too significant here with Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore. Like, I don't really, really know who stands out in this team, especially the defense. Like there's, their defense is just so consistently good. And I can't even really name a good defender on the Ravens. Like they're just, they're just sneaky. Good. They're always, well, I mean, I feel like that's, that's a little disrespectful to Marlon Humphrey. I feel like, but all right, fine. Marlon Humphrey, other than that. Okay. Like still, I I think their offense needs a lot of work and it's scary when you have Sammy Watkins lining up at your number one spot. Like he did nothing for Kansas city. And when you have Lamar Jackson throwing to you, you need to be a good wide receiver because Lamar Jackson is not a good pass thrower. And Lamar, personally, I'm not a huge fan of, but he gets the job done for them, and I think they go over with wins just because the Steelers and Cleveland and Cincinnati, it's not like they're stacked in that sense. So I think they do win some games. But, I, like, their running back situation is scary because you, J.K. Dobbins is hurt. Are you telling but, me you're not all aboard the Gus bus? I like Gus Edwards, but I'm not all aboard right just yet. Dude, all like, aboard the Gus bus. <laughs> It's just their wide receiver like situation is not good. So when you're run heavy offense, that's fine. But your best running back is out for the season. So you need someone at the wide receiver position to compliment you. Well, but, you know, if you want to get technical with it, their best running back is playing quarterback. But I guess, I guess, but like Lamar just doesn't do it for me for some reason. Well, I no, I mean, he absolutely has his limitations in the playoffs, which some people like to just stick their head in the sand and pretend like everything's fine. But the fact of the matter is. He has not had a single playoff game where he's passed the ball well at all, really. Um, So I I don't really predict anything to change in the postseason. Like, I'm not saying this is the year that they're going to break through to the conference championship or anything. It's not going to happen. But, again, this formula, the Lamar Jackson's, like, the thing that he does on offense that works in the regular season. They'll be fine. Same thing that they were last year. Yeah, they're a good regular season team, just not a good playoff team. All right, Browns, you go first because I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this one. Ten and a half. I would say over. I think this is going to be a big season for them. I, I think Baker makes a big like pro- progression change where he oh. just increases his skill to where they can start thinking about the Super Bowl or conference championship. Like this, this oh is a good goodness. team. You have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at running back. And then your wide receiver core is also stacked when Jarvis Landry, Odell, like this is a very good team. And I think the only thing that they need to improve on is their defense. So, like, if their defense shows up this year, I think they win a lot of games. And we start thinking about 
Cleveland taking on the Super Bowl. I, I'm so happy you said that. I'm just so happy you said that. <laughs> uh, okay, so where do I start? The offense has no holes, realistically. Their offensive line is very, very good, anchored by Betonio and White Teller. And then, you know, just like Wills, uh, Jedrick Wills showed a lot of promise last year. The offensive line will be good. They'll be good. The running backs, you know, enough said about them. Receivers, even without Odell, they were pretty solid last year. And as someone who's still more of an Odell fan than I think most people are typically now, like, I think they'll, he'll still be pretty good. Um, I like Baker. Like, the, he will be able to take advantage of what this offense gives him. He finally has some consistency in terms of having the same play caller last year that he did, that he will this year. And I think that'll help a lot more. Like people love to talk about how the Browns offense got better after Odell got hurt. Hold on. Actually, we're going to take a really quick break here and cut this audio up into a couple different segments. We're back. Like nothing changed. Um, What was I talking about? Baker. Uh, the offense got better just because they got more comfortable. Like Odell got hurt, but it was also just that after they had had no off season, they were finally able to implement like everything that Kevin Stefanski wanted to put into his scheme. So having Odell back, I think it's just going to help even more. And Baker can start to be more aggressive and take more of those shots that he used to take at Oklahoma. Like this offense is going to be pretty good. And then defensively, you're absolutely right. Like they needed to shore up their defense. It was without a doubt their biggest weakness last year, but now they've got seven new starters in on defense. You have a pass rush ankled, not ankled, anchored by Miles Garrett. I don't love Jadavian Clowney that much, but as a second rusher, fine, whatever. Like, stop the run, you're good, whatever, fine. Malik Jackson, defensive tackle, solid. Their linebackers were awful last year, like, so terrible. And then they signed Anthony Walker in free agency, and they draft Jeremiah Wusukormoa, who, as your third linebacker, I think is pretty good, pretty good. And then their secondary, it was already really good. And then you add John Johnson, who's an excellent safety, and Troy Hill, who's a very solid corner for the Rams. Like, I don't really see a hole on this team, provided that Baker is as good as I expect him to be. So we're both kind of in the same same place right there in Cleveland. I, I like the Browns. I like them. I don't see how they don't do well this year I'm, other than I'm them being I'm so Cleveland surprised Browns. to hear you say that. I would have thought you would have been like, oh, it's Cleveland. I'm so happy <laughs> to hear you say that. So, yeah, hammering that over on Browns. All right, here we go. On to the AFC West. We're almost over the AFC here. Raiders, seven under. Uh, their defense hasn't really improved at all. Like, they got Yannick Ngakwe, but besides him, like, same old, same old with the Raiders here. I just, like, their offense, their offense is not good enough to overcome this defense is not good. I don't really like Henry Ruggs, especially considering you lose Nelson Aguilar. I just don't like tell me like, what am I supposed to see in this Raiders team? I think you see offense because the, I don't know if you know this, but they had the worst second to worst defense in the AFC last year. So they needed to improve their defense. Their offense is fine. They went eight and eight last year with the second worst defense in like the AFC. So obviously they have some problems defensively, but I think, Henry Ruggs has a big season this year. Um, I think he, for some reason, I just have a feeling like there's no like knowledge or anything I know other than I think he just plays well this year and because he's just so fast and Derek Carr utilizes him and Josh Jacobs has a big season. But once again, these guys need to stay healthy. Josh Jacobs needs to stay healthy. And I, th I think they go over, honestly, 
but it'll be it'll be really close really close yeah i mean like i like this i i think it, the offense in theory is gonna be fun i just don't think it's gonna be quite as good as last year's and honestly like somebody has to lose this division i feel like it's gonna be really closely packed for the bottom three teams and somebody's got to be on the bottom so you're I, right I'm you're right because for. the broncos probably won't be as bad as they were last year no because yeah so let's go over to the broncos now too so eight and a half i said over but i mean like a nine win team like especially if Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback, I just don't see how there's any significantly high ceiling for this team. Like I love the roster outside of Teddy, but like Teddy just, I don't know. This this team has the offensive personnel where you could really let things rip. And Teddy is never shown to be that guy. I miss Drew Locke. I'll tell you that right now. Right. And that's the thing. Like I, I recognize Drew Locke was terrible last year, but he got better towards the end of the season. And we still had the year before that as evidence. Like, I would much rather play lock and then be like, all right, if you're good, then like we're rolling and we're going to be really good. And then if you're bad, then we're going to be pretty bad. And then like, we'll get a decent pick. Like I just Bridgewater, you're not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. And you're probably going to be like slightly below average at worst. Like, I just, I don't really see what the upside is for the Bridgewater pick compared to lock. Yeah. I I don't really see the upside in getting Bridgewater either, because I think, they're the same people. So like you're getting the same quarterback, but it's Teddy Bridgewater now. Like just you're in the same situation. Nothing changed. Like I, I like Drew Locke and I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna yeah. miss him a lot. I but it's of, nice, I... it's nice getting Cortland Sun back because he was like largely missed last year. And I hopefully Noah Fant turns into a good tight end because he has so much potential and he's just done nothing because the quarterback plays so poor. So hopefully, like it, hopefully that changes when Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback, but I, I don't really know. I, I'm This Broncos team has a lot of holes, and hopefully they do well. But, I, yeah, you're right. Like It's going to be them in Vegas at the bottom of the AFC West. I kind of I view them as like a slightly worse version of the 2018 Bears in that like their defense isn't that good. Like They're not going to get 27 interceptions, but like they're pretty good. That'll keep them in games. And their offense is definitely a little more talented than Chicago's was. Like they have a lot of athleticism, but at the end of the day, like their quarterback is going to be holding this team back from like making any significant waves. Uh, all right. Cause, Cause that defense is by the way, like could be really good. Like you, have, yeah. you, you add Kyle Fuller into that secondary that was already very strong. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are going to be healthy together for the first time. And I think it's been three years like that. It's going to be a waste of a team. It sucks. Well, yeah, fantasy-wise, they're my fantasy defense. I'll tell you that right now. Like, I've drafted them in almost every league. So. All right, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> Chargers, what you got? Nine and a half. Nine and a half over. I did too. You so, do? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm a little worried about Herbert, I will say. He's been, he's been making me a little nervous. Because, again, it's kind of like Josh Allen, where, like, you play really well in, like, this – this atmosphere that is not going to be replicated next year. Like defenses are going to have more of an off season. You're going to have away crowds and everything, but I mean, their offensive line should be a lot better with Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater in there. And that was one of their biggest issues. And you get yes. Derwin James is healthy. Drew Tranquil is healthy. Austin Eckler's healthy. Like they're getting a lot of guys back now. Again, it's the chargers. So week seven, they're all going to get hurt again. And then this team sucks. But like, until that happens, like, it's a pretty good team. I think I, I, I really like this team. I like their chances of making the playoffs. Justin Herbert is my go-to quarterback. 
He's probably he's probably my favorite quarterback in the league, to be honest. Is that because he's on something team? about him? Say it again. Is that because he's on your fantasy team? Well, no, that that's why he's on my fantasy team. Like he oh, he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. And I traded Aaron. Fun fact for the audience: I traded Aaron Rodgers in a, like a third round pick for Justin Herbert last year at the trade deadline, and I'm really happy about it because it's a dynasty league, and Justin Herbert's going to be the quarterback of the future. It's going to be him and Mahomes leading the pack, especially in the same division when we get to see them duke it out. But that epic game last year when Herbert got thrown in there against the Chiefs and did well, and they should have – I think they should have won, and I think they probably lost on a field goal. If, and, um, and OT, it was like a 60-yard field goal in overtime. Yeah, I think it was Harrison Bucker masterclass. And <laughs> he – Noted Danny Melvin fan – or noted Harrison <laughs> Bucker fan Danny Melvin. Harrison Bucker is great, great kicker. Fun fact, Carolina – drafted him and dropped him at after the preseason. I was so sad. Wait, who was that that you tweeted at that responded to you? Was that him or Lutz? That was Will Lutz, who I drafted this season again, and he got hurt, so I had to drop him for freaking Graham Gano. So it's kind of a mess. I But, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I like Will Lutz. I like Harrison Bucker. But back to the Chargers, Justin Herbert, quarterback of the future, and Austin Eckler – I hate when he does all this fantasy promo stuff because he did it last year and he got hurt. <laughs> so it was kind of a mess, but hopefully this season he turns into a, like it's just a beast and the chargers can rally around that rally around him and Herbert. But at the end of the day, their offensive line needs to be a lot better than they were last year. And I think hopefully they will be. And if that, if that happens, they're going to be a really good team. And I see no other, no other reason why they shouldn't make the wild card other than injuries. Okay. All right. Chiefs, 12 and a half. I took the over. I, there's literally nothing to say about them that has not been said over the last three years. I just, I do think that in terms of their overall playoff outlook, like here's, so the last team to make the Super Bowl after losing a Super Bowl was the 2018 Patriots. The last team to do it before them was the 2004 Patriots. To make a Super Bowl. Wait, hold on. That's not true. Sorry. Was the uh, the Bills like to make the Super Bowl the year after you lost the Super Bowl? Like you just you don't come back from a Super Bowl loss with another trip to the Super Bowl. Like now that like because you know for how many years now has it been like the Chiefs are going to fight to win this game because that's what they do. Like once that illusion finally gets shattered, it's really hard to put those pieces back together. So I think that they're still like, obviously they should be able to destroy people in the regular season because it's just a really good team. But I think playoff wise, I don't think you can just pencil them in anymore. It's like, oh, they're just going to steamroll everybody. I I think they're going to be under 12 and a half wins, but I think they're going to be 12 wins. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Like they're going to be just around there because okay. personally, I don't think Kansas City is going to be that, like they're going to be as dominant this year. They're a great team. But I just have a weird feeling that Mahomes is going to get hurt and everything's going to go to, to like, you know, not not good. So, because, like, who's their backup quarterback? Uh, Chad Henney. Exactly. Goat. The GOAT. Exactly. So, when you have Chad Henney, it's completely different with that offense when you have compared to Patrick Mahomes. And their defense doesn't do it for me. So, like, I'm just kind of worried about this team. And, like, the offensive line in the Super Bowl – Clear showed a lot of holes like Tampa destroyed. Well, them. you know, to be fair, I think they did do a good job of trying to change that. And they have essentially, they have four new starters on their offensive line, which 
I, you know, I think it's commendable, but also part of the problem is so your new left tackle is Orlando Brown, who, while good for Baltimore, played in such a run heavy system. I don't think it's a guarantee that he suddenly gets into heavy pass pro like for the Chiefs and is like the same guy. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that. And they're also starting three guys who have never played in the NFL. You're starting Creed Humphrey, another guy who I can't remember, and Lucas Niang, who opted out last year as a rookie. Like, there's just not a lot of experience on this line. Well, I think it's yeah. – they did they did what they could to try and make it better. There's certainly no guarantee that it is – like, it'll be better than what it was in the Super Bowl because you're not going up against Tampa Bay every week. But, like, it's certainly – there are a lot of question marks heading into the season for sure. It's, it's worrisome. And I, I like they're just one significant injury away from having their season not turn out the way everyone thought it was going to turn out. Yeah. All right. You ready to go to the NFC? I'm ready. All right. Starting with the NFC North lions four and a half over. I would die for Dan Campbell. I swear to God, like <laughs> I would run through a brick wall for this man. Uh, their front seven and the run game are really, they're just top notch. Like legitimately they're actually really good compared to everyone else in the league. So I think there's enough of a groundwork where like, I don't really love their secondary and Jared Goff. I think while I think is fine, he's not throwing to anybody. That's like all that quality. Unless Tyrell Williams decides to just be healthy. Like even in spite of that, I think there's enough of a groundwork there where like, they're going to have a couple games where they're just going to pound the crap out of somebody that like was not expecting to try hard at all. And they're just going to have a few of those games this year. Like they're going to be a trap game year, like week in week out this year. The, the, the Lions are always a trap game. Like, I last year I enjoyed watching them play, and I, I just was always incredulous why they weren't winning games. And their defense is just so bad. Like, it's laughably bad. And maybe Dan Campbell changes that. Hopefully he does. But this team's going to turn into a meme if it doesn't turn out that way. Like, I, th- I think they win five games or more, but it's going to be very tight. And, yeah, like, you're right. There's going to be a team that's not – like didn't plan accordingly against his team and it's going to bite them in the butt at the end of the day. But I think Detroit isn't a great team, but they're also not like a terrible team. I mean, they're in between. I, I, every, I like every, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is one of my favorite quarterbacks. Like that might be a, like a unpopular opinion, but Jared Goff is like a very, is a bit. I, I like him as a quarterback and I know people don't like him as a quarterback. He, he's acceptable. I mean, like, as we've seen, you can get to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as your quarterback. Like, yeah, it's, it's possible. but he also doesn't have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon right. Cook. Of course, far from it. Far from yeah. it. Like He's it's got every, Tyrell Williams. Every win that they get, they will be scratching and clawing for with like literally yeah. everything that they have. It's gonna it's gonna be a grind. And dude, like I don't even know if Detroit has the players that want to grind. Like the coach wants to grind it out, but if their players aren't bought in, then it's gonna be total mess. Yeah, we'll see. So, all right, Bears seven and a half over. I didn't love this one because their O line is just, there's no way around it. It is not good. It's really not good. Like, it's to the point where, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing Justin Fields the first part of the season, especially week one. Like, you're going up against Aaron Donald. Like, your first experience should not be going up against Aaron Donald with that offensive line as a rookie. And I just, their defense, um, their defense and the weapons are essentially going to be the same as last year, unless you're predicting big jumps from Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. I just don't really see what's different about this team other than their offensive line being worse. And you're probably going to be playing a rookie quarterback for a bunch of the season. Who's going to make mistakes. 
Yeah, no, they, this this is going to be an under for me because I am probably the biggest Justin Fields hater out of everyone. Oh, I, just, I forgot about that. I do not like Justin Fields, and it's actually caused controversy with a couple of people I know. And of course, like one of John Michael's friends. I don't know if you know Raza. I, I, oh, the guy on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. He he thinks I'm racist because I think Justin Fields is going to be a bad quarterback. I see. But it's because he's a big Ohio State fan. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Like the, the, the Ohio State bias is ridiculous. Which, because... by the way, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to fit this in here really quick. So Notre Dame is playing at Ohio State next year, right? And one of my friends out here, he lives in Columbus. So we're all going to go stay in his house and go to the game. And he told us, he said, all right, my dad and I are going to have a sit down with you guys. You will not be allowed to wear any Notre Dame clothing to this game. And we have to wait at least half an hour in the stadium before we leave, because otherwise we will like Ohio State people will try to fight us. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So another Ohio State reference, like just watching Justin Fields last year in college, I always thought he wasn't an NFL quarterback. He just he was never accurate enough. He just didn't look to have the skill set to be an NFL quarterback. And he had one good game, and it was in the college football playoff when everyone, everyone's watching you. So maybe that's that was the turning point for him. But the entire season, he was so poor. And that's why I think when you're playing an NFL defense, you, you're not going to have lucky games like that where you're going to be – everything's hitting for you and you're hitting open wide receivers. You're going to have to slot it in like every single pass. So it, I think the Bears are going to struggle as it is, no matter who the starting quarterback is. But once they throw fields out there, it's going to be even worse. But I love Darnell Mooney. I'm actually really happy you brought up Darnell Mooney because I like he's a, he's a big sleeper for me. I, I think he's a really good wide receiver. So hopefully he's he has a good season. But I just think the quarterback play is so poor that the Bears as a, like as a whole are just not going to play well. I definitely I like Justin Fields a lot more than you do, but my definitely my biggest complaint or my biggest criticism of his has been, and this showed up a lot last year was his decision making and accuracy under pressure. And again, that's the biggest weakness of this Bears team. So exactly if he's going to play a decent amount of the season, which I think it's fair to give him that chance, it's gonna be hard because his again, his biggest thing is also something that the Bears are not gonna be equipped to help him out with. Yeah, I, I think it's a recipe for disaster. Hopefully the Bears fans don't turn against them. Oh, they will. They will. <laughs> uh, Actually, I hope they do because I'm so anti-field <laughs> that I would, love to, I would love to see it. I'm sure you would. All right, Vikings 9. I'm taking the over, but I say this cautiously because – so to start, their defense completely transformed compared to last year. Here's who they have this year that they did not have or they either weren't on the roster or they opted out or they were hurt all last year. You get back Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, Daniil Hunter, Anthony Barr, Patrick Peterson, and Bashad Breland. Like, their defense is so night and day different than it was last year. Like, their two starting corners last year were rookies. And now they have at least veteran guys. And then their front seven, they get their best player back in Daniil Hunter. And your whole defensive front is just ridiculous. You have Barr, Hunter, Tomlinson, Pierce. I mean, that's that's really good. And – and that was their biggest problem last year was their defense was terrible. Their offensive line, it's still not going to be good. It never is. It's Minnesota. But their offense, in spite of that, last year was still pretty solid. Like, you know, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen turns out really good at football. Delvin Cook stayed healthy. Like, the only, the only problem, though, and I think that caps the ceiling of this team, is COVID. Like, we've had so many reports about how many of their best players 
have not gotten the vaccine. I just cannot hitch my wagon to these guys in a way that I absolutely would if I knew that they, if I didn't think they were going to be healthy the whole season. Yeah. I, am, I, I, am I overzealous on the Vikings? I think you are because I think they're a good team. I, I think they go over. I like, even though Kirk Cousins isn't the best, I still like him as a quarterback. I think this offense is going to do well. And like if, when their defense improves, then yes, this is a playoff team. I, I don't, I think they, they squeak into the wild card. And yeah, I, I think the Vikings will have a good season. Yeah. All right. So, um, and then we got the Packers uh, 10 over kind of the same thing with the chiefs. It's like, you know, not really much going on here other than like they have to replace David Bakhtiari for the first six weeks, but they'll be fine. And I mean, I guess there's some potential for an Aaron Rodgers meltdown, but I'm not going to hinge my prediction for their whole season based on a potential Aaron Rodgers meltdown. Yeah. Now this hammer the over 10 is a little low. I, I think this is going to oh, be. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's like, that's very low. That's very yeah. low. Not that I think they're going to be the best team in the NFC this year, but like, that's still pretty low. Really? I think they will. No, no. Uh, we'll, and we'll get into that, but um, all right, we're going to take one more quick break and then we're going to finish out with the rest of the couple of divisions here. Here we go with the Eagles, six and a half. What do you got? Over. Oh, what? I, I, for some reason, I like the Eagles. I don't really, I can't explain it. I have a weird, like, obsession with Devontae Smith. I just think he's going to have an insane season. And Jalen Rieger. I don't, I don't know. Like, I like wide receivers like him and Henry Ruggs, where, like, it's not like, they played well. I just think they have good seasons for some reason. I, I don't, I can't explain it. I just like this team. I, I like Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I, for some reason, I just think their offense is going to carry them to like a decent season, but not like great, not a great season. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to, I think seven wins is, is fair for them. Oh, wow. Okay. So I like was ready to hammer the under. Really? Like I, Jalen Hurts, Showed nothing last year that he could be a quality. Whoa. Whoa. Jalen Hurts is the prime example of people that play fantasy who have Jalen Hurts. And they're like, wait, Jalen Hurts is really good. And it's like, no, he played four games through less than it was like three passing touchdowns and through 52% completion. Like he's not good. And their their defense, they have a fine defensive line. But outside of Anthony Harris, their secondary is terrible. So he's going to be throwing all the time and he sucks. He's not good. They're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. All right. Well, I think, yes, maybe you're right. They, they could either be super bad or they could be decent. And right now I'm leaning towards decent. I admire your optimism. Uh, wow. I, wow. I would, that was like the one thing I was ready to lock in was the Eagles. Wow. <laughs> um, Giants at seven. I took under cause honestly mm-hmm. they're like a worse version of the bears in that like, their O-line is really bad. They, they have the worst O-line in the league. It's really bad. Uh, their defense is worse than the Bears. It'll be good. They have a, a good defense, but it's still worse than the Bears. Like, it'll keep them in some games, but not all of them. And Daniel Jones is worse than either Andy Dalton or probably Justin Fields. Okay. Like, okay. Let's, let's not go that far. Oh, and also, sorry, uh, Dallas and Washington, I also just like. So, like, they're just going to be worse this year. Like, the division is – you can't win the division with seven games this year. Okay, but still, I think Daniel Jones is – you got to give him a little more credit. Bum. He's a good quarterback. 
but he has no offensive line. Right. And that, and that's the thing is like, Oh, look, they got him Kenny Galladay and um, who else did they give him? Oh, Sterling Shepard's healthy again. Like that's great. But like, and Kyle Rudolph, but he's not going to be able to have time to get the ball to these guys because it's just going to be the same thing where he's running around for his life and he's going to turn the ball over. Yeah. Steve, can you pause real quick? My roommate's calling me. Of course. Cowboys, nine. I'm taking the over. Dak is back. Their O-line is not in tatters anymore. Uh, and we saw what that offense looked like. And that was pretty scary. And that's without C.D. Lamb growing as a second-year player. I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say about this offense. Like, it should just be gangbusters. And Leighton Vander Esch is back conditionally. And so for three weeks, at least, their defense isn't going to be an absolute tire fire. They're just like, they're a, they're a better version of the Raiders. Like th- this offense, I believe is like that good that it can uh, counteract the defense that is perhaps not very good. And the defense has room to improve with guys like Micah Parsons, maybe kind of growing into their talent. What say you? Well, all right. Can you say what their over under was again? Nine. Nine. Yep. I mean, that's a little generous. Maybe like I would say it's a push, honestly, because I think this is a good team. Dak Prescott is obviously changes the team, but I'm not sold on CD Lamb, but I'm sold on the rest of their offense. I like their offense, but their defense needs to be a lot better. And yet Leighton Van Der Esch is great. But like at the end of the day, I just I don't see this team going over nine or under nine. Like it's just hats off to Vegas for picking that because I, I do think it's gonna be very close, but yes, I think they win a division. I also, by the way, I generally think this could kind of be a situation where the offense is going to be so good that it can help the defense out in a lot of ways too. like keep them off the field, give them good field position. There's ways for this Dallas defense to be better just strictly because the offense is getting better. I think too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Washington eight and a half. What do you, what do you got for this one? I'm a little curious. I have the under, I like really, this I love this team and I want them to succeed so badly, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is just I don't see them winning over eight and a half games with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. So I, I just I think this is like a six to seven win team, sadly. So like do you have Dallas winning year. the division? Yes. Okay. So they're gonna be good, but they're not gonna be great. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna zag a little bit here. I'm taking the over. Um go all right so i'm taking the over because the way i've thought about it is when you have alex smith as your quarterback for most of last year you're essentially already playing with the worst of ryan fitzpatrick on a week-to-week basis like alex smith was terrible last year he was really bad and now you have ryan fitzpatrick who will have his bad moments absolutely but I think the defense is really, really good, and they're going to be able to offset some of his turnovers and everything. And when he's playing at his best, you get a whole new element to this offense that you never got last year. Like, you're going to get all these deep shots to Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel that you just never got last year. And their defense was already really good. And as someone who's a huge William Jackson the third fan, now that they have that extra corner, they've essentially – they really don't have a weak link on their defense that I can find. I'm, I'm a very big fan of this team. I, I would expect them to win the division personally. I mean, I, I hope they do, but I personally, I think the defense regresses a little bit. And Curtis Samuel, I, I just don't think he's a good wide receiver. Like, from his time in Carolina, I, I didn't 
really think anything of him. So I don't really see how that changes, especially when you have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. So, yeah, I, I, I don't really see – that's why I'm, it's hard for me to see Washington winning this division compared to Dallas. All right, fair enough. All right, moving on to the NFC South. Falcons, seven and a half. I took the under. This was kind of a puzzling line to me because they traded away Julio Jones, who was their best player probably. And they had so little cap space. They were like most of their roster for the whole season was rookies. Like, I just don't really see what else they can do right now. Like their roster is essentially Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, uh, Deion Jones, and that's pretty much it. I And Grady Jarrett. Sorry. Shout out Grady Jarrett. I just I don't really know how this team makes any noise this year just because they have nobody really on the roster. I agree. I I take the under as well because there's really no star power on this team. And maybe Kyle Pitts is just a he's a franchise player, but we don't know that yet. And when you draft a tight end in the first round like that, it's always risky, especially number four. Yep, absolutely. So, absolutely. This it's they're such an up and down team. It's very hard to predict where they're gonna be. But yeah, under seven and a half seems like a lock to me. Yep. All right. Saints nine. I'm also going under. Jameis Winston is always Jameis Winston. Not having LASIK eye surgery did not mean he was incapable of looking in front of him, seeing the linebacker in a different color jersey and throwing the ball right at him. None of that is changing because he got LASIK. Dude, I take the Jameis slander away, okay? Like he... He's a good quarterback. Like he's a good offensive quarterback. Obviously, he's going to throw interceptions, but so is Taysom Hill. Right. So we like, need to go with one that's going to put up more points on the board with the weapons he has than Taysom Hill, and that's why he's starting. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be starting over Taysom Hill. I'm saying they were going to be bad either way, and no. Jameis in particular has you like can't, you can't be bad with the weapons around you like the Saints do. What? Tell me what weapons they have, please. Tell me. Alvin Kamara. Okay. Michael Thomas went healthy. He's a, I mean, he's going to miss at least the first six weeks of the season. And when he was healthy last year, he was terrible. Who Who's their next wide receiver? Marquez, Marquez Callaway. Callaway. That's okay, it. Like, That's all they got. Dude, James was throwing and, dimes. They and sorry. Taysom. And Taysom. That, that's what I, they I'm got. I'm not even counting Taysom. That's Taysom. what they got. Taysom's a waste of and space. Their secondary okay, so is maybe... awful. Their secondary is so bad. <laughs> they're literally they're they have one cornerback, and all he can do is lock up Mike Evans. That's the only thing Marshawn Lattimore can do anymore. Uh, Steve, I just look at this team, and I think if Drew Brees, like a hurt Drew Brees, can win twelve games with this team, why can't Jameis Winston, with the arm that he has, why can't he do the same? Because we have five years of evidence that prove that the only way you get the good with Jameis is by also getting the bad. And okay, but this dude, Saints, dude, it's not. He had good seasons with Tampa. He didn't know. He, did. he didn't. He like, didn't. Dude, Look he at, 2020, 2019, they had the virtually the exact same roster as 2020 Tampa Bay. And they were so much better because he didn't throw 30 interceptions in That's a single season. True. He threw 30. They had a different team. No, they didn't. It was yes, the exact did. same team. No, dude, it was a I different swear team. to God, mine is Brady and Gronk. It was the exact same team. And Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown. Like, that is a totally different team. I just I, – I, I refuse to ever believe in a Jameis Winston-led team. It's not – Yeah, true. you're just a Jameis hater, okay? Because he sucks. He dude, sucks. Jameis is a good quarterback. I don't understand how you, you can't see that. He, he puts points on the board. Who cares about his interceptions? But what do you mean? Those, maybe that, they don't those matter so much. 
What? Those matter so much, especially. I know, like maybe they don't win as many games because he throws a weird interception here and there, but he's still going to put up points on the board, and he's fun to watch. He has an arm. All right. I agree to disagree then. I, I don't <laughs> think anybody's going to change anybody's mind here. Panthers, seven and a half. I took the under. I, I don't really like Darnold. I, you know, I like their weapons around him, but at the end of the day, like his biggest problem was behind a bad offensive line. He is not capable of making the right decision. And Carolina does not have a good offensive line that would be able to help him with such problems. Fair or no? I, I would say it's fair. Like Carolina is my favorite team but I think they go under there. There's really nothing changed by this team other than maybe McCaffrey coming back. Like Darnold, I think was a good signing. I, I like him as a quarterback, but this team has really no one. Like I just don't see DJ Moore as a number one wide receiver. Oh, it feels yeah. Cool. It's harsh. I'm a DJ Moore hater. So of course you are. I like it. I'm just kind of, I'm nervous about this team. And I just don't really see how they win a lot of games this year. Sadly. Like maybe Terrace Marshall has a good season, but we yeah, no, they're just so mediocre. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Yep. All right. Yeah. I have not much to say about them. I guess other than that, uh, yeah, they're kind of a boring team box 12 over. I mean, the only stopping them is injuries. Like this is, that's the only thing stopping this team. They, they have finally a full off season together and they're going to have more time to just gel in this offense that took them a while to come together. Like that, I don't see how they don't just destroy everybody barring health. They're, they're going to be great. Like they, they weren't great in the regular season last year. Right. But I mean, that's, it's, you know, as, as someone who did this podcast last year, um, they, uh, hold on, how do I want to say it? Like I, I said in the beginning of the season last year, like it was going to take a lot of time for them to develop this team because they're coming into this, this new team. All these guys have never played together before. It's a brand new system with Bruce Arians that Tom Brady has to adjust to a little bit. They didn't have an off season to really implement anything. And then once they got through about like the mid season mark and they had time to really like get comfortable in the system, then you really saw what the potential was. And then they scored 31 in every single playoff game and they won the Super Bowl. And I just don't see like, they still have all that continuity going. Like, it's not like they're restarting again. They're like, they're just continuing from where they left off. Like I, this team is really really good and I, I don't really see that changing this year i i think they go over but i also think tom brady does not have the same season he had last year is that fair i i disagree with you personally like i, I mean, guess you're tom brady stan well i mean also he just won a super bowl like i, I feel like he's earned the benefit of the doubt at this point like he obviously one of these years one of the right but he's also just really good what wait are we doing the this, we're not doing the system quarterback thing right now, are we? Are we really doing this? That? Just turned into a system quarterback oh, conversation. My. All right, on to the NFC West. Cardinals, <laughs> eight and a half. I took the under because again, somebody has to lose this division. Um, I'm not really satisfied with their non DeAndre Hopkins weapons like Christian Kirk and AJ Green at this age and Rondale Moore. I'm just I'm not huge fans of any of the three really. Um, and Malcolm Butler just retired yesterday for a personal reason that we don't know about they have their corners are not in a good place. They have Byron Murphy and uh, you know what? You give me your Cardinals takes while I come up with their last cornerbacks name. <laughs> I mean, I would take the under because I, someone has to finish last in this division and it's going to be the Cardinals because there's just no other team. I Kyler Murray's a good quarterback, but 
when you have DeAndre Hopkins and no one else around you, you're right. They're not going to win games like that. So yeah. you need other other options at wide receiver and running back. Like their running back situation is so weird. James Conner and Chase Edmonds, like I just don't see how that wins games. So like they're it's just going to be weird. And their their defense is all right. Like they had a good defensive year last year, but can they can they do the same this year? I don't think so. Right. I mean their yeah. secondary is just significantly worse. Uh, yeah. Robert Robert Alford, by the way, is the second corner. Like that's not a good place to be in at all. Yeah. So in this division, I just don't think that flies. So I, I agree. Seahawks at 10. I pushed this one because I legit, this one drove me nuts because I just couldn't figure it out what I wanted to do with them. But at the end of the day, I don't like their secondary. They lost their number one corner in Shaquille Griffin, Jamal Adams. You can try, you can tell me that he's not just a glorified linebacker and that's fine. But then like, again, last year he was, he was awful defensively. He was terrible in pass coverage. I just, I don't see their secondary as being a plus at all. And I just think at the end of the day, Russell Wilson and this offense needs to prove it can adapt because by the end of the season last year, and this happened in 2019 too, teams just started playing cover two and saying, all right, we're going to take away the deep ball. Now you have to throw something short and they just wouldn't do it. He would just sit there and sit there and sit there and wait for something to open up. And they need to prove that they're not going to fall into that traffic in this year for me to really believe in them. I think they're going to be a good team, but they go under and like, that's it. Like, Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. I like Chris Carson. I, I like he gets hurt a little too much for my liking, but I do like him at running back. And he's got weapons around him. But, like, I, I don't know. The defense last year, like, regressed dramatically in the second half of the season. And that's when they started being a lot more questionable when they played. And it ended up just being a disaster. So, I think this season it's kind of the same – like the just the same for them. I, I just I, I don't see him being a great team, but I don't see him being a bad team either. I, I just Russell Wilson isn't gonna have these guys lose like win like less than seven games, honestly. See, and I honestly I, I feel like that's even a little too low. Like as much as I don't love this team compared to previous iterations, like they win football games. Like they've never had a losing season with Russell Wilson. Like not to like I still think they're gonna miss the playoffs, but I think over five hundred is still very much an attainable goal for them. It's just like yeah, yeah. High- I I mean I wouldn't. I mean they're not gonna go under five hundred, but I think they still make the playoffs somehow. Like it's not like the NFC is stacked to the point where they won't be able to sneak into the wild card. I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be close, but like they they will absolutely be in that hunt. I would say for yeah, sure. they'll be in the hunt for sure. Like I yeah. I think they're the third team in. Yep. All right. Uh, Rams ten and a half. I said over. I still don't think like I don't think this team is as good as everybody says it is. It's still it's too thin for my worrying. Like we saw last year that Aaron Donald was not healthy for that Packers playoff game. Anybody could see that, and their defense collapsed like without him. Like they had nothing, no resistance to offer to the Packers at all. And then you go ahead and you lose Troy Hill. You lose John Johnson. Like, I just, I'm not in love with the depth on this team. Like if Jalen Ramsey or someone were to go down, like, I think they would be in a little bit of trouble, but I mean, yeah. their, their offense should still be pretty good. I think Stafford's tend to be, tends to be a little overhyped, especially when you think about, in my opinion, I don't think Matthew Stafford is two first round picks better than Jared Goff. no. Like, but I agree. at the end of the day, Matthew Stafford, I still think is a very quality quarterback. And like 
they'll be a pretty good regular season team at the very least. Yeah, they'll be. I think it's a very dangerous overcall because of what you said. Their defense is a little overhyped for me, and like just everything about the Rams is overhyped. Like Matthew Stafford, um, like he's he's a good quarterback, but they should have won more games with him in Detroit. Like he had options around him in Detroit. It's, like it's not like Marvin Jones is a bad wide receiver, but now he has Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Like I'm excited about that. Like I'm I, also I think, a, I, I'm a big fan of Van Jefferson as well. Yeah, so I I think they have big seasons, but does it mean wins or does it mean good fantasy stats? You know, like I, I think mm-hmm. the Rams need to focus more on their defense than people are thinking. You know, I I think that's what they need to do. They, yep. they, they need to focus on their defense and Matt Stafford needs to play to the expectations that he has, or else it's going to be kind of a mess. Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right. Last team of the day, 49ers, 10 and a half. I am taking the over. I'm a big fan of the Niners this year. I'm going to list every single major starter that they had last year that was out and is now back on this team. Please do. Jimmy Garoppolo. Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, and D Ford. That's six major contributors last year that were just gone to injury. And they're all back. The offense, this offense should just be really, really explosive. Like, you, you know, we know what Shanahan can do with a run game. We know that. We know that. And as much hate as he gets for seemingly no reason, Jimmy Garoppolo is a very solid quarterback who can run this offense the way it needs to. And Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are both just really explosive pass catchers, not even going into George Kittle. What, you're going to complain about Brandon Ayuk? I, I think Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are both bad wide receivers in a good system. Oh, come on, dude. It's true. I think you're just hating them because I have Ayuk on my fantasy team. No, that, I, that's what I, I choose to believe. I'm just like an anti Ayuk guy. But, anyways, Moving on. At the very least, they work in that system. Like, this system should be very good this season with Garoppolo at the helm again. Fair enough? Yeah, I, I like Garoppolo. Yeah. I, I also think San Francisco goes over. Yeah, and this defense, like, you have Dre Greenlaw and Javon Kinlaw were both young guys last year that have room to grow on defense. It's, I don't think it's fair to say the defense could be as good as uh, the year they went to the Super Bowl, but I think it should still be a very solid defense. There's a I, lot I to think- like about this team. This is a dangerous team. This yep. is a dangerous team for sure. And hopefully Trey Lance doesn't start week one. Oh, he won't. Like, I don't think he'll start the whole season. I hope. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping because Garoppolo is a good quarterback and not like no New England bias like you have right now. I simply just think he's a good quarterback. And I, I don't understand the hate he gets or like slander. He, he's a decent quarterback. He just needs to stay healthy. That's all. Yep. And he's got weapons around him. Like Raheem Mostert is such a good running back. Such a good running back. Yep. So yeah, if the defense stayed like did what they did, like uh, just a little bit of what they did when they went to the Super Bowl, then I'm very excited for this 49ers team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're gonna take one final break here, and then we're gonna do our playoff predictions, and then we are out of here. All right, so here we go. So the way I did it, so. We're just going to go AFC and then NFC. Give me your division winners. Yeah, okay. So just, yeah, just give me your division winners first. Okay. AFC East. 
actually, the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so we'll, you know, we'll each do each division. We'll do yeah, a division. That's okay, a, I so, think that too. Yeah, so you have the Bills. I have the Bills as well. Okay. AFC North? Browns. I say Baltimore, but it's very It'll be close. Tight. It'll be a tight one. Yeah. AFC West? Chiefs, right? Kansas City. Yeah. Sadly. And then the South? Tennessee. Yeah, I did too. And then uh, wild card spots. Give me your three wild card spots. Miami, Cleveland, Chargers. Okay. I went with uh, Ravens, Chargers, and the Patriots. I, I, that is so sad. How, how can you have the Patriots making the wild card? Because they went back Jones. Because they went seven and nine last year with a much worse roster in Cam Newton. Like, dude, you have Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar at wide receiver. How is that offense going to score points? Jacoby Myers is really good. And no. you're also forgetting like the totality of the whatever. I, we don't need to do this right now. That, it's just so sad that you're you're still a delusional Patriots fan. Dude, th- all right. When they win 11 games this year, you can't come crying to me, man. That's, They're not winning 11 games. NFC South. The Bills Fox, in Miami. I'm moving this conversation along. Okay, I can't. Okay. This is bad for my health. <laughs> NFC South, Bucks. NFC South, let's see. Uh, I said Tampa. Okay. Uh, West. uh, San Francisco. Me too. North? Green Bay. I did too. Uh, And then the NFC East. Dallas. Okay. I said Washington. And then my three wildcard spots, I have the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. I have... The Vikings, Los Angeles Rams, and Seattle. Okay. I, I, I just don't think the Washington football team can match Seattle. Yeah. Like so, like Seattle's a better team. So if we had the same playoffs other than Washington, you don't have in the playoffs, and I don't have Seattle in the playoffs. And then in the AFC, who were your three wildcard teams again? Miami. Oh, Chargers. right, Miami. And then you and I flipped yeah, Miami favorite. and the Patriots. All right. Give me your theoretical AFC championship. Kansas City, Buffalo. All right, I had Kansas City and Cleveland. You love Cleveland that much. I really do. I really like this Cleveland team. All right, give me the NFC. I think it's going to be Green Bay, Tampa. Okay, and then I had Tampa, San Francisco. Really? And then I have Tampa beating Cleveland in the Super Bowl. What do you got? Green Bay, Green Bay's winning Super Bowl this year. Aaron Rodgers' last dance. Kansas Don't tell City Ethan. Them. Don't tell I'm not Ethan. telling. I might, I might text him actually. I'll text him after this. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm definitely looking at my predictions this year. Like, because generally every year there's like a couple teams. You like you would be shocked that miss the playoffs like going into the next year. And I didn't do that enough of that this season. Like for predicting this season, like there's definitely a couple teams that like. I got a little complacent with and I'm pretty sure actually like they're going to fall back a little bit, but I didn't do a good job accounting for that, but all right. So we made it, we did 32 teams and playoff predictions. So that was a doozy, but we made it through Danny. I hope you had some fun. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having so, me. Yeah. All right. So we will do start doing our thing. The NFL starts next week. And then hopefully we can do our, start doing our weekly thing on like Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. So yeah, we'll have to get that nailed down, but we will be uh, coming back in about a week and a half. So uh, as always guys, SQ podcast can be found on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, anchor, anywhere else you can get your podcast. 
uh, leave a like or a review or just share with your friends. Anything helps. So thanks, guys, and we'll see you soon.